What's up, NBA fans? Welcome back to another episode of Full Court Press, our 18th episode. We've been around for 18 episodes. You guys have enjoyed it, so we are keeping it going. Uh, We're breaking down our BPI rankings, a.k.a. power rankings, on tonight's episode. But before we get started, um, I just wanted to throw out a little bit of um, some sad news, obviously, to open the season uh, Gordon Hayward going down with a horrific injury, and then, you know, a night later, Jeremy Lin going down. Uh, our, our thoughts, prayers, good vibes, Rastaman vibrations, whatever it is, send it out there to them because uh, they're both very intelligent, good people, um, and we wish the best for them and their families. Um, but let's get into the show. Uh, Joel, what's going on, brother? What's up, bro? Let's do this. Indeed, sir. Uh, Jawan, what's going on, man? Nothing much. I'm ready to start. Indeed. Well, let's get started. So just to give you guys some clarification on how we came up with these rankings, uh, we each listed out our um, separate rankings, and then we combined them. So we'll give you what our combined ranking is and their overall score. So, for instance, no surprise to start, the Golden State Warriors are the number one team on our list with an average ranking of 1.0. We all had them number one. Um, Joel, uh, the best team in the NBA just got a little bit better, right? Yeah. I mean, we talked about it when we did our preview, and they did. I mean, look at Nick Young had like 20 points the other day off the bench. Mm -hmm. That's not fair. (laughs) Take a dollar to even play. You know what I mean? It's just a lot of different things. Like that team's loaded. So yeah, the the best the best team in the league did just get a little bit better. So yeah, the number one until someone dethrones them. Yep, absolutely agree, Jawan. Um, I I I do agree, but with like a little asterisk. Um, if Draymond, (laughs) depending on on Draymond's health, um, if Draymond is out for any amount of time, um, I kind of leave that that number one spot a little open, and I know that's going to sound insane, um, but I believe, and I told you guys this uh, weeks ago, I believe uh, Draymond is what helps that thing go defensively. Um, offensively, we know these guys are, are going to probably have like 30 each between Clay, Steph, and, and Durant, but if Draymond can't be there defensively, I don't know the severity of that injury that he had to leave the other night. Um, but if he's out for any amount of time, like, you know, I believe that that's going to play a huge part in uh, their success, especially defensively. And Nick Young Absolutely. is not getting yeah. 20 a, a night. So that that's also something to add. Yeah. I mean, he drained, what was he like six or seven from three or something like that. I mean, just, just crazy, crazy numbers. I mean, it was something like that. Um, but, yeah, uh, good news on the front for the Warriors. Um, Draymond's MRI came back, and it was negative. Um, so that's good um, as far as um, for, for both Draymond and that team. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he's not going to miss a considerable amount of time. Uh, I don't think there's been a time frame that's been put out yet. Um, but I'm sure that'll come down down the pipeway. But you know, you you are absolutely correct, uh, in, in in my opinion, Juwan. Um, I don't think he's 
I think he's the fourth best player on that team. But I think there's definitely an argument to be made that he is the most important player on that team because of what he brings to that team and what he means to that team. He's the glue. He's what holds that team together. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's move on. we got a lot of teams to talk about, so we don't need to take up too much time on the team that we all knew was going to be number one. Uh, Next up, we got the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, I think both Joel and myself had them number two. Uh, They came in with an average ranking of 3.0, which means Juwan did not have them as number two. Uh, so we got them number two overall on our list, one. but I wanted to give you an opportunity to kind of talk about um, maybe why you think there's a couple other teams out there that you just think are uh, maybe a little more talented. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to go with two teams. Um, one, I have to now uh, take off because of that, as you said, horrific Gordon Hayward injury. Um, mm-hmm. Cavs, to me, Cavs, to me, are one of those teams that, don't care about the regular season. Um, that, that That's one reason um, that I didn't have them as the number two team. They don't care about the regular season because it doesn't matter if they have the best record or not. They can win, you know, uh, on the road. They can win at home. It just doesn't matter to them. Also, um, I do believe that the Oklahoma City Thunder are um, a better team uh, on, on I'll say on paper, um, but after the right. way I saw Cleveland play uh, against the Celtics, um, I just I feel as though there's a few loopholes in that team. Now that could be said about any team, um, but this is the team we're talking about. Now I think there's loopholes in that team. I, I don't think they're as great as people are making them out to be. I do believe LeBron is the the straw that steers the drink. Um, but I just kind of saw the way that that team moved when LeBron wasn't on the court, and it was equal to the way that team moved last year when LeBron wasn't on the court. Um, so, you know, as as we saw, and we don't hope for it for anyone, but injuries happen all the time. We know LeBron's working with a, a, a sore ankle or whatever like that. I just I, I don't see this team being the second best team in the in the league as far as the the regular season, but we probably know they'll end up in the finals. Yeah, I mean they'll definitely end up in the finals. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't see anything that's going to stop that short of a LeBron James injury. Um, but uh, Joel, you and I both had him number two. Uh, why do you still have him number two? Um, they're deep, man. They're deep. Um, yeah. They didn't have the best looking preseason. They didn't look all that great um, the other day, and that's why I chose. I, fig- I figured Boston would win that game because I wasn't a fan of how they were looking. But I still think they're in the finals, and that's enough for me to tell them the second-best team in the league. <laughs> they're probably not going to have a better regular season than maybe any uh, a team below them, maybe. Um, but I do think even, like, right now, they're deeper than most teams, and that's not including Isaiah Thomas if with an asterisk if he comes back, you know? So they're right. dealing with injury, too. Um, it's just they're, they're just – they are the class of the East. I mean, they really are. I mean – until they do, they're dethroned as, as Eastern Conference champions, it's just kind of hard to choose anyone else at the moment above them. Um, it's, they're just they're that good. And as long as you have LeBron, the fact that you're not the number one team, you got to be number two at least, right? The Warriors are just that good. And that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, and I agree. I mean, just to kind of echo your sentiment, I think the, the addition of Crowder is huge. 
um, for them and all of the other off-season acquisitions that they picked up. Uh, if D. Rose can be effective, um, Derek, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jeff Green, a few other acquisitions that they made. They they bolstered their roster. They made it better than last year um, overall uh, as far as their depth, mm-hmm. uh, and they still got Braun. Um, all right, moving on, number three, OKC. Uh, comes in with a 3.67 rating, uh, averaged out. Um, so me and Jawan are really high on OKC. Joel, you're not quite as high. I know you uh, you like what the moves that they've made, and, and you as well as all of us have been starstruck at what uh, what they've been able to accomplish. What do you expect to see mm-hmm. out of them this season? You asking me? Yeah. Um, I expect them to be a really good team. I just think they're going to be a better playoff team uh, than regular season team. I think Houston's going to be a, a better regular season team. That's probably like why I have them a little higher. Um, but um, yeah, I think OKC is going to be great. I like their, I love their starting five. They're also not very deep. That's where I kind of worry a little bit with them. Um, they're big aside from like, Adams, I'm not really sure where they get they're gonna get uh, some of that defensiveness, that roughness, that that rebounding. Um, but they're they're talented as shit. I mean, like they're like they got a, they have their big three now. Um, they got a, they have a great like starting five, and they have a. I'm, I'm like, who's their sixth man right now? If you, if you had to pick one. Um, um shit, probably Patterson. <laughs> Patterson, yeah, Patterson or Patterson, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, if Patterson's your sixth man, I mean, you're okay, I guess. I mean, <laughs> but it is what it is. They're good. They're going to be good. They're going to be one of the top, at least top five teams at the very least. And uh, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I have I have them up there. I, I'm flexible with it. I have them as, as fourth, but, I mean, they could be three. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Jawan, you and I are both super high on OKC. Um, what are your thoughts on this team and how uh, it's been constructed? Um, the main thing, the main reason why I had them as high as I had them was uh, in the West with just Russell Westbrook, they made the playoffs. Um, adding Paul George and Mello easily makes that team a thousand times better uh, than they were last year. And they weren't, uh, they didn't have any depth last year. Um, they just had Westbrook. Um, so, you know, adding two great players like Paul George and, and Carmelo, I think that easily makes you a better team. Um, and I, I, I kind of disagree with Joel. I think because of those veteran guys, it kind of makes you uh, better for the regular season because uh, those aren't two guys that take off uh, during the regular season. So it's not like, you know, they're going to kind of just – make things kind of go and then turn it up uh, in the playoffs. I think this team's going to be great during the regular season. And then I think it'll only amplify because of the experience of those two uh, great additions come playoffs. Yeah. I didn't say they're going to have a bad um, regular season. (laughs) No, no, no. I I, I didn't mean, I didn't mean to make it sound like that. I was just saying, uh, you were saying that you think a few other teams are going to have a better regular season. I was just saying, I, I personally feel as though they're going to have um, a better regular season than, say, Houston or San Antonio, especially San Antonio with Kawhi being out um, for however long he's going to be out for. I, I don't bet money on LaMarcus Aldridge keeping pace with what he did last night. I just don't have faith in him as, as a player like that. 
Um, so I could easily see OKC being number two in the in, in the West. So that that's that's what I was saying. But I wasn't trying to say that you were crapping on them at all. I was just, you know, my opinion is I kind of have them really high up there. Um, so that, okay. that that's all I meant by that. No disrespect to you. All right, yeah, no, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I think the additions that they have without giving up their core, really, of Westbrook, uh, Roberson, Roberson, rather, and uh, and Adams, I mean, I think you add Paul George and you add um, Carmelo Anthony into that mix. Um, and as far as their bench, they got a better backup point guard this year. Hopefully, Abrinas will kind of come along. I, I'm a big fan of Jeremy Grant. I hope to see him get a bigger role. Um, I mm-hmm. like Patrick Patterson a lot. I expect to see him play the five and a lot of small ball lineups. Um, I do kind of agree with you a little bit, Joel, though. They do need to get a backup center, a true center um, who can bang in the paint. Um, but they'll, they'll mm-hmm. have some, some time still to, to kind of figure that out. David Lee's still on the market. Um, I've been pushing yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's move on. Number five, uh, or excuse me, number four. Uh, we got the Houston Rockets at a 4.33 average. Um, Houston uh, looked really good against Golden State. Uh, I mean, they were able to eke out a victory um, by the hair of Kevin Durant's chinny chin chin, and man, <laughs> like they they made it work. Um, they they look good. I still got some questions about Chris Paul um, and how he's gonna meld with that offense, but I mean overall all the other additions, all the other complementary pieces that they brought in look really, really good and fit their system perfectly. Um, Joel, what do you like about the Houston Rockets? Uh, I like that they're, they're just be- they're like the team from last year, but just slightly better. They got a better point guard and they got better role players off the bench for defense. And they knew they showed it against Golden State and that's what I. That's where. That's where I like that. This team, I think, is just going to be a scoring machine, and that's what they're going to do. And now they added a little bit more defense to a team that really didn't defend all that well. Great line of last year. So to me, I think I think they're going to probably have. They're going to have one of those great like fit, like regular seasons, but they might struggle in the playoffs because they might. They're just kind of streaky in that regard. But I do like their additions. I do like Chris Paul. I do like. Um, uh, oh my God! What's the name? <laughs> Uh, I can't remember the names. Uh, P.J. Tucker and what's the other dude? No, Bob Mute. And Bob uh, Mute. I really do like their yeah. additions. Problem is, D'Antoni's going to play his like eight-man rotations, and they're going to be probably exhausted by the end of the regular season. So, that's usually what happens with his team. <laughs> yeah, but hopefully, I mean, he's got ten solid players, so hopefully he uh, he, he widens out I mean, a little bit. Juwan, I'm sorry, Greg. Backup is still kind of shaky, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, I expect they're just going to split the minute the minutes um, between yeah. uh, you know CP3 and Harden and keep one on the floor at all times. Um, mm-hmm. Jawan, uh, what do you what do you like about the Rockets? Um, honestly, it, Harden. <laughs> um, I love the new additions <laughs> that they added. Um, they definitely made sure they were suited to hang with the Warriors defensively, and they showed that that they had defensive grit that D'Antoni didn't have to remove the D in D'Antoni. He can still be D'Antoni with his lack of defense and his history as a coach. Um, So it was fun. It was really good to see that he added that element um, to this team. So they're not just looking to drop 120 a game. They're actually looking to put defensive clamps on guys to kind of try to, you know, uh, 
win games defensively as well as offensively. But, and huge but, I did not like that Chris Paul was benched in the fourth as if he was a center that couldn't shoot free throws. Um, that, that to me, is, is an issue. Um, I thought beginning of this season that it'd be an issue between him and, and James Harden. You and uh, Nick, you and Joel made a great point saying Harden wanted him. He needed to take some weight off of himself, and I feel as though he was not able to do that uh, against the Warriors. I felt as though all that weight that he was looking to shed, he brought right back um, because of, for some reason, Chris Paul's not working in that system uh, as well as they would like him to be. Um, but we made a great point of he would have to be like a Steve Nash. He's just not – doesn't seem suited to – be a Steve Nash. Harden seems to be their Steve Nash. Um, so as long as Harden has to be the straw that steers that drink and Chris Paul can't kind of take that pressure off of him, I, I, I don't know. But I, I, to answer your question, I do love the, the new pieces that they added. It does help them defensively, but Joel made a great point. Got to get a backup point guard, uh, a better backup point guard. Sorry. Um, I Bobby Brown ain't going to cut it. <laughs> Absolutely not. I always thought, and you guys might think I'm crazy, I always thought, especially because this team loves to, to score as much as it does, and this isn't to solve their point guard problem, but I thought that team should have went out and got Monte Ellis. I just feel as though he fits that system. Um, he can help He can help off the bench score uh, very efficiently. I just think that's a player that they need cheap. to pick up. Cause he he cheap. I said he's cheap. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and he's very cheap. Um, and honestly, if you ne- if need be, um, you can play Gordon at the one. Gordon can bring it up court um, if need be and have Ellis at the two. And then that team is just better offensively off the bench uh, than it is now. Um, that That's just my pick for them to put someone in there that could better help that team um, down the road. Yeah, or, or even – even well, and even a Tyreek Evans would have, I think, would have been a good addition for them. Um, Ooh, of course, I think, yeah, he he got snagged up by somebody. I can't remember who at this point, Memphis. but um, that's right, it was Memphis. Um, but uh, but anyway, let's move on. Um, number five, Boston Celtics. Now, obviously, this was pre-Gordon Hayward injury, um, so you know we'll, we'll all have to kind of uh, tweak our boards uh, to fit that. Um, but I think number five was a very reasonable spot for them to be going into this season. Um, I think I had him at six. Uh, Joel, I think you had him exactly at five. And Juwan, I think you had him at two. Um, Juwan, with this Gordon Hayward injury, um, what do you think that means for the Celtics' uh, chances at, at you know basically uh, competing for an Eastern Conference championship? Um. I believe I was talking to Joel a little bit about this, and maybe you too, Nick. The loss of Gordon Hayward. Uh, I, I can't definitively say this team is better than the Wizards or the Bucks. Um, Bucks being the team that they just lost to the other day. Uh, what I about the Raptors, Juan? <laughs> listen, listen. You said we got a lot to do today. Don't make me go off on a tangent. Uh, we'll <laughs> yeah, you're right. The when we get to the Raptors. Um, I think you're asking a lot of of, um, Brown and Tatum uh, this early on in their career. Uh, They're they're looking like they're ready for it and they're hungry. 
Um, I just don't think you're going to consistently – like with Gordon Hayward, I could kind of book him for about 15 to 20 a night. I don't know definitively if we can book Brown or Tatum for that a night. We know Kyrie's going to try to get 30 or 40 a night to lead this team to victory. I just think that was a huge piece uh, in that wheel that they're now, that they're now missing. Um, I still, you guys know, I still have so much faith in Kyrie. I'm not taking him out of the playoffs or even out of top six in the East, but um, I can't definitively say this team is better than the Wizards or the Bucks, who already were going to be a tough team for the Celtics, even with uh, Gordon Hayward. Indeed. Joel, your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I had them fifth exactly, like you said, but that was in the league. They were number two easily in the in the East. Um, with the injury, which really, really sucks, because I hate seeing a guy go out for the whole, especially the whole season. It's one thing to get hurt, he'll be back in a month or so, but the, for the whole season, it changes things, you know. So, like like Joanne was saying, it puts a lot of pressure on the young guys to produce, and they didn't produce as much as they did opening night uh, yesterday against you know, Milwaukee in the shows. But it's going to take, take time for them to show that they can do it consistently. And... Um, now, because of the injury, I'll say instead of being above Milwaukee and Washington, they're around. They're probably on the same level as uh, Washington and uh, Milwaukee, which are, not, are good teams. They're just not teams yet. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think they're right there on that bubble. They're going to be a four or five seed. Um, I, I think this hurts them regular season, um, but I think long term, if Hayward can make a full recovery. Um, mm-hmm. this could, this could speed up the, uh, the, um, process as far as, uh, the maturity of both Brown and Tatum, uh, the best way to learn I've always found is, uh, you know, just to be kind of thrown into the lion's den and, and given the tools that you need, but, you know, just having to figure out everything and work it out on your own. Um, and I think, uh, these are two guys who can figure that out. I like Marcus Morris a lot. Of course you got Horford. Um, they they do have surprisingly with even with the Kyrie trade they maintain a certain level of depth that you know you always want for a team. Um, I do think they probably uh, play Marcus Smart a lot more, um, and mm-hmm. if if he ends up playing as well as he played against Cleveland, um, especially, especially his tenacious defense, you know I I almost think you um, end up starting him at the two. And then work mm-hmm. in, um, kind of work in Tatum and Brown at the three, and then two and the four for each player respectively. Um, but it'll be very interesting to uh, to see how how it all pans out, and it'll also be really interesting to see, um, you know, kind of what Brad Stevens uh, figures out, you know, through this, um, you know, kind of obvious. Uh, setback and you know, I wouldn't maybe go so far as to call it a tragedy, but um, certainly if you're a Boston Celtics fan, I, I don't find that as uh, hyperbole. Um, moving on, we got the San Antonio Spurs coming in at number six with an average of 4.66. Um, Spurs are the Spurs. You got popped. Uh, I mean, you got enough talent. You got a perfect scheme. Uh, they're they're always good. They're always going to be good. Uh, Joel, anything you want to add to that? <laughs> they're just, they're kind of annoyingly good. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. They're like I look I look at their roster and I'm like that's not even that impressive to look at. I'm like, but they're 
they're, they still win. I don't like they're missing two starters, and they beat the Timberwolves yesterday. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, that's like who, like who, like I don't, I don't, I don't know how they manage, but they manage, and they, and it's just, it's their style, it's coach, and like Coach Pop knows what he's doing with his guys, and he's old, they're old reliable. You can't really, you can't never count them out, even on their bad years, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean that's that's the Spurs in a nutshell. Like, I mean, how many years have we been through? Uh, probably since like at least since 2014, where it was like, well, Tim Duncan's not as effective as he used to be. Well, Tony Parker's not as effective as he used to be. Well, Ginobili's getting old. It doesn't matter. It never matters. Juwan, your thoughts on the Spurs? Um, yeah, Spurs are like the. the <laughs> The Patriots of the NBA, to where you go, wait, they have who's mm-hmm. receiver? Wait, what? <laughs> They're number one in the in the AFC. Wait, how? Their defense is, you know what I'm saying? So, but anyway, um, it, I, I, you know, their season all depends on Kawhi Leonard. Um, I don't know how he'll be coming off this injury, but if he plays anywhere near uh, the MVP season, I thought he was um, he was on course for last year. Um, then that team's going to be as great as they were last year. And if you can stay healthy, maybe they get further um, than they did last year. But if you're telling me this team is dependent on LaMarcus Aldridge till that point, I'm telling you I'm very nervous for this team, even if uh, Pop is their head coach. Yeah, I mean, you certainly have to get Kawhi back to be, you know, a, a contender. Um, but, I mean, I, I like the moves that they've made. I think um, – uh, or not the moves that they've made per se, but the, just the way they're constructed. They're they're always always reliable. They're always good, um, and that is a perfect analogy. They are certainly the New England Patri- New England Patriots of the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving on, we got the Min- Minnesota Timberwolves. We all actually had them at number seven. Um, they have a lot of talent, just a ton of talent. Um, just the the big question is how do they make all of this talent work? Um, and you know they're going to have to kind of figure that out. They're also very young. Um, they lost uh, more fourth quarter games, or sorry, they lost more games in which they led in the fourth quarter last year than any other team. And what do they do? They start the season off by having a lead in the fourth quarter and losing the game. Um, granted, it was a lead for about like five seconds until the Spurs retook the lead and then never gave it back. <laughs> but nevertheless, that still they were right there in the fourth quarter, and then they ended up losing by what, like eight or ten. Um, yeah. What What do you see from them, Joel? Like, um, do you do you see them? Do you think that they have a legitimate shot to? Uh, if if everybody stays healthy in the West and everything, do you think they have a legitimate shot to beat one of those top four Western teams? Do you think they make it out of the first round of the playoffs? I think they have the ability to, but I don't know if they will because they're still the meshing. They're like uh, this. This team is still finding itself. Like they got to find out will they actually play defense consistently. Um, mm-hmm. They got to find out, like what they can. Like Andrew Wiggins had a great game yesterday. Can he do that every game? You know what I mean. Jimmy Butler's there. You're gonna have guys there, like Jeff T played, but did he play like up to par? I mean, there's a lot of little question marks. Jamal Crawford came to play, 
that's why they have they have everything you kind of want on a, on a team. You know, Minnesota is kind of set and ready to go. Uh, I like I like what I saw. Like uh, Carl Anthony Towns had a good game, and but obviously they're going to need a little more time. They're still not the top. That's why they're number seven. They can easily get bounced in the first round, and it's not going to be a bad thing. It's going to be good for them experience wise. Uh, but they do have the talent to do it. I'm not saying that they can yet. Not just yet. Yeah, absolutely. I I completely agree with that uh, 100%. Juwan, um, are you kind of with us in that same regard as it as it pertains to Minnesota? Do you think um, they're going to surprise people and beat one of those top four uh, Western Conference teams? No, not even close. Um, last night's game, uh, I, last night's game was very important to me for them. Um, I said, okay, Spurs don't have Kawhi Leonard. I'm not that high on LaMarcus Aldridge. This is a perfect coming out game for Butler, Wiggins, and Cat. Couldn't do it. Couldn't close the deal. Um, so if you can't beat a Spurs team without Kawhi, I most definitely don't think you're beating James Harden, Russell Westbrook, um, you know, uh, Spurs with Kawhi, or Steph Curry. I'm I'm sorry. They're not. They're, they're, they, they look like it's a possibility they could be out in four games. Damn, a sweep. Um, yeah, I mean, I can't, I can't really fans. argue with yeah, – <laughs> I can't really necessarily argue with that at this point in time. Um, I don't think they're going to get swept. But, I, I mean, you didn't say you thought right. they were. You said they could very possibly. So, um, mm-hmm. my, my biggest thing from last night uh, – uh, from last night's game, Teague sat in the fourth quarter. And so I think that'll be, yeah. and, and not like, it's not like, you know, with, with the the Rockets, you know, CP3, you know, there was something, there was something out there about that. He was a little banged up. Um, so they were just being, uh, you know, like a precautionary measure. There's like nothing out there floating around about Teague that I've heard at least to this point. Um, and he was just sitting on the bench for none other than Tyus Jones. Like, um, I think yeah. that would be an interesting situation to monitor and how Teague fits with Thibodeau's system and, and how maybe, you know, they'll try to work all that out. Or would Thibodeau rather have somebody who's more comfortable playing off ball and letting Butler handle the ball? Because, um, you know, we know when Derrick Rose went down, that was what Butler was tasked to do, and he did a really good job with it in Chicago. So I think that'll be another interesting thing to monitor. Uh, number eight, again, all across the board, we all had this team, number eight, the Washington Wizards. Um, Wizards, kind of an interesting team. I mean, they didn't they didn't really add that much to their team. They added a better backup point guard. Um, I guess my biggest thing is you traded for Bogdan, you traded your first round pick for Bogdan Bogdanovich, or no, not Bogdan, Bojan Bogdanovich. Then you, Boy, then you let him walk. As soon as you trade him, um, then so there goes your depth, uh, and there goes your you know uh, late first round pick. Um, mm-hmm. I, I know they had to keep Otto Porter, but I still don't necessarily think that was a very smart signing long term for them. Um, I I think I guess here's my thing with the Wizards: they got to show me before I buy into them. Otherwise, I'm still taking. I'll take Milwaukee above them uh, as far as in a head-to-head series 
uh, you know, to make it to the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. So if that's the series it came down to, I, I would uh, I would lean towards Milwaukee. But um, got to recognize that the Wizards uh, have been the better team to this point. It's just can they get over the hump? Can they make it to the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, Joel, do you think this is the year, given you know the the, the Boston situation and everything? I think they have a chance, obviously, because they're like I said earlier. I mean, they have a chance to to take on anybody in the East, not name the Cavaliers uh, all the way, um, because they kind of match up with them. I think the Wizards are a good team. Uh, right now, they're dealing with an injury because Marquise Morris is out, um, but they still need more depth. They need another big. They need like a legit star big on their team to be a complete team. To be the, a team, I could say, hey, they're going to Eastern Conference Finals without a doubt. Because right now they're in a they're in the bubble with like Boston and Milwaukee as uh, maybe maybe not. And I, their backcourt is amazing. They're one of the best best backcourts in the, in the in the game right now. Kelly Oubre looks really good this preseason and had a good game yesterday. He stepped up. I do like their bench better from last year. They do got Jody Meeks. He can get hot. When he gets hot, he can hit. Uh, like you said, uh, Tim Frazier is, is an upgrade at point guard for them. Uh, Jason Smith is kind of there. He's kind of a filler. I like Mahimi. So they they need more. They need a better big in their rotation to be legit. But as of right now, they're just in the bubble. They're good. They're good, but they're they're in the bubble. Yeah, they're really good bubble team um, as far as being a contender. Um, uh, I I like Mahimi. Okay, they shouldn't pay shouldn't have paid him sixteen million dollars a no. year though. Um, a lot of overpayment. But, you know, every, yeah, well, yeah, I was going to say, well, Timothy Mozgov got paid $60 million that year. So, hey, um, that, that was a year to be a free agent. Um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, Jawan, what do, you, what do you think about the Wizards? Do you think uh, – do you have them, you know, given what's happened with Boston, do you think – do you think this is their window to really make a splash and, and, and maybe make the Eastern Conference Finals? Uh, it's possible. It's very possible. Um, you still look at the fact that Milwaukee is still very young. Um, and, you know, I thought Milwaukee should have gotten past, uh, the Raptors last year. Um, but, you know, it kind of, it kind of showed that, you know, they're, they're still young. They still have a lot of growing to, to go through. Um, I still respect this team because John Wall is my dark horse for MVP this year. Um, really like what I saw from him that that first game. I just I love how hard that guy plays and how mature he's become since being drafted. And Bradley Beal is one of the most deadliest shooters when he's on, man. Um, mm-hmm. So I I have faith in this team and possibly getting past uh, whether it be Boston or, or, or maybe Milwaukee to get to that uh, Eastern Conference Finals. I wouldn't rule them out, is what I say. Because, um, like I said, if John Wall has the MVP season, I believe he will have. Um, maybe not necessarily win it, but I think he, he will have an MVP type of season. So, if he does, I mean, that's one of the guys you just don't bet against. Yeah. I, no, I mean, I, I feel you there. Like, John Wall, man, he's he he's got all the intangibles. And, you know what, I mean, the guy – He's 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 a scorer, but he's every bit a passer. Like, I mean, I I remember games last year because 
I, I playing fantasy last year, he would have 13, 17, 16 assists in the game. And yeah. I would just be like, what the hell, dude? Like, this is crazy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, he's I, – I don't I don't blame you. He, not a bad dark horse candidate uh, for, for MVP, John Wall. Um, moving on, we got the Milwaukee Bucks coming in at number nine. Uh, this was largely in part to myself and Juwan. Um uh, had him notched above Toronto, uh, and of course Jawan had Toronto slated down like several spots at like 14th, I believe. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, we're talking about we're talking about Milwaukee. We'll get to Toronto. Um, I love this team. I love Giannis. Uh, God, if they can only like get Jabari Parker back and and keep Chris Middleton healthy and get this whole unit together. I think they're going to be something special. Um very similar to the 76ers in that kind of regard. They've never really been able to all play consistently um for any amount of, of time. Uh but I do I think Giannis is is going to be even better this season. And I can't wait to see his development. He went off against the Celtics the other night. It was ridiculous. Um, and uh, I, I think he could be, could certainly be that next guy uh, after Russell Westbrook and after LeBron James does it this season uh, to average a triple-double in a season. Um, and uh, I, I think, he man, he's just going to be so much fun to watch, and that is part of the reason why I phrased the question of window to you the way I did, uh, Jawan, because I don't think it's long before, if everything falls in the right place, Milwaukee is going to quickly become one of the best top tier teams in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Joel, what are you expecting to, to see out of the Bucks this year? Um, and you know, just just in general, what do you think about this team? Uh, they're they're one of those bubble teams that I was just talking about, like with Boston and, and uh, Washington. Uh, I like them a lot. I, I love Giannis. He's, he is the Greek freak. I mean, like for a guy mm-hmm. that big to move the way he moves, the only guy that comes close is like Kevin Durant. It's just freaky how guys that big can move the way they do, but they do. Mm-hmm. And Giannis is a freak. Um, and I like the team. I love Kim Middleton. Uh, but I mean, aside from those those two, everyone else still has to prove their worth to me. Like uh, I, I like Son Maker. I like what he could be. But as of right now, he's not really doing anything. He's just there. Um, Tony Snell, he he has good games and he has um, not here games. And then you have uh, I like Delavadova, but he's a bench player. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon's a good player, but he, I, he was rookie of the year last year, but it wasn't the best rookie. Comparisons. I mean, it is what it is with Michael Brock. I do like him, but yeah, I think they need more. They do need more. I think a lot of the reasons that they get that they're as good is because they do rely a lot on Giannis, and Giannis is a freak. <laughs> but yeah, they have the potential. They're usually these long, lanky defenders, and the way that the NBA is going, they they're they're already there. You don't have to really wait for them. They they play like you just mentioned. Philly, Philly's a good comparison to where where Milwaukee is uh, and what Philly could be. Uh, in that in that same uh, vein, so I do like them a lot, and let's see what happens. Yeah, absolutely, and I I um I'm actually after watching uh you know their first game, I'm actually kind of eyeing um 
uh, oh man, I just, I, sorry, I just, his name just escapes me. Um, uh, what position? Uh, the the four four three combo guy, uh, Telekovic. Teletovic, um, thank you. Uh, that guy needs to step up, man. Like they're paying that guy ten million dollars a season. Um, he needs to do like he needs to be more productive. Like that is a guy that needs to come in, especially with Jabari Parker out to start the season. Like they've got yep. to be able to work him in. He's he's, you know, they they paid him some solid money. Like they they. He should be doing what uh, what Bielitsa did the other night, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that right either. But from Minnesota, like he came in, gave him quality minutes, oh. um, you know, did what needed to be done. Granted, he's in a contract right. year. There's always that, um, but like that guy needs to step up, and and I I'm hopeful that he will. But he has not been the same since he signed that contract. Um, Juwan, uh, what do you think about the Bucks? Um, and obviously, uh, you know, uh, Giannis. <laughs> um, I, I I love that team. I love Giannis. Um, he said he he wants to be MVP this year. That that's 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 big talk, man. You got to back it up. And what better way yep. to back that up than an opener like he just had yesterday? Um, the measuring stick to this team to me is tomorrow. Uh, when they play the Cavaliers. Um, if I can see mm-hmm. at least consistency from Giannis and that team play the Cavs hard, even if they don't win, I just have to see that the Cavs have to actually try to beat, uh, you know, to to beat the Bucks. you know, take it to that team. If I can see them do that, I could really say, like, yeah, no, this team, is, you know, is a step up from what uh, I imagine them being. Um, I just need to see the mental toughness. Like I said, they're just all very young. If they can give me that mental toughness that I know the Celtics will have, I know the Wizards will have, then I have a lot more faith in this team. And you guys already know how I feel about Jabari, uh, especially when he gets back. That's going to be very hard to stop that guy down low in the post. Um, You know, like I said, I just have a lot of faith in this team. If Giannis can develop a consistent jumper, because that's where Toronto got those, uh, got Giannis. Um, You know, they they just stopped him from driving and forced him to shoot, and he just wasn't hitting Mm -hmm. those jumpers. So if he can develop a consistent jumper, not only can he tackle that MVP, but he can definitely make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and at least make it very, very, very difficult for Cleveland. Yeah, uh, I mean that's that's kind of where I'm I'm looking at uh, the possibility for them this year. Like I like I just said, I mean I I think they could definitely beat the Wizards, and if it, it like say they're like the Wizards were the two seed and the Bucks were the three seed because of you know what's happened in Boston. Um, yeah, give me the Bucks, especially if they've got Parker back and they've got their core together. And y'all know how much I love Chris Middleton. I mean, I just. That is, yeah, that's my type of player. Like Good. I just love that guy. Can play the two, can play the three. He's a perfect wing combo. I reminds mean, me a lot of Clay Thompson. Um, not I mean, not as good as Clay Thompson, but reminds yeah, me of Clay right. Thompson. I just when I when I look at when I look at the Bucks, the the advantage I give them over Cleveland, like I said, if they can get that mental toughness, is size. They don't have any guys mm-hmm. that that are as big as as some of the Bucks' best players. 
Um, and you know, I, I I don't think I think Jabari can take it to to Kevin Love when he when he comes back. Um, there's no one that can guard Giannis in Cleveland. No one. And if we can, like Joel said, one of the biggest guys that I think needs to develop. Um, and if he does, that team will be unstoppable in a few years. If they could get anything out of Thon Maker, that guy can hit shots, and um, he has crazy size. So if he can kind of get a little bit of more bulkiness to his body, that guy can be unstoppable to go up to match up with the other unstoppable uh, guy that they have. And Joel kind of uh, shoot him a little bit. But Delhi came out with a huge shot in that Boston game, man, that Boston game he that could have went either way. Um, he had a huge shot. Delhi, and, you know, I always say that Delhi's open and he's serving. That guy can be a really nice piece for that team. Um, and like I said, that team size is the biggest advantage that they have. They just need that mental toughness. Yeah, a couple more yeah. pieces. Yeah, well, I was going to say that. And, like, yeah, they could use, like, just just something else. Like, just, just a yeah. little something They're missing else. something. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're missing a piece. Maybe two, um, but they're not far. Right. I mean, that's the thing. And I and I still go back to. I think the biggest thing is they've just never been able to play consistently with with all of their core. Um, I, I just think that's right. the biggest thing, and that's the biggest question mark. And you know, hopefully, we get to see that in the second half of this season, and it just all starts clicking. Um, but let's move on because we got uh, Jawan's favorite team coming in at number ten, the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. Um, we uh, with an average score of ten point six six. I'm surprised it wasn't lower. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, uh, Raptors. I, I mean, they just they took they took two steps back. Um, in my opinion, this off season they lost too much talent. Um, they're overpaying for what talent they they do still have. Um, and you know they're an older roster now. I mean, Abaka, you know, I mean, he's not that old, uh, but he he plays like an old guy now. Um, he does not. He doesn't have the ups. He doesn't have the ups that he used to have. And I'm not trying to you know throw shade. That's just the way it is. Like he hadn't had it since you know two years before Durant left in OKC. Um, basically, he hadn't had it since OKC since the season after OKC decided to go with him instead of Harden, you know, because they had to make mm-hmm. that decision. And they were like, all right, well, we'll take Ibaka because we already have a guard and a forward. We could use a big. Um, but uh, <laughs> but nevertheless, um, you know, Kyle Lowry's really old, struggles to stay healthy. DeMar DeRozan's kind of their only constant, can't hit threes. Um, you know, I like to pick up a C.J. Miles. Um, Valanciunas is, is very – solid player. Um, and I like a lot of their young talent, but they don't get enough playing time. Um, I hated that they gave up Joseph. Um, I know they needed CJ miles after moving Carroll, uh, and they needed to cut cap room. Um, so I understand it. Um, but I, I mean, I just don't think they're going to be as good. Like they've just steadily gotten worse over the last, say two or three seasons. Um, so, I mean, I got them maybe a five in the East, maybe four now after Boston, but, um, yeah, I just, I, they're, to me, they've moved outside of the bubble. That's what I would say. They moved outside of that, that kind of mid tier, 
can can maybe make a run at, at you know a championship if the right things happen and injuries and et cetera. It doesn't matter. Like it, it, there's not enough injuries that could possibly happen to where Toronto could win a championship. No fucking way. Uh, Jawan, uh, just please elaborate on everything I just said with whatever you're thinking. <laughs> um, you kind of just <laughs> uh, said it all. Um, I, I always felt as though Toronto is one of those teams that every year never gets better, but yet we still have to put them in the top tier in the East. I never understood why. Um, they, they, to me, are one of those teams that's like they are who we thought they were. Like, exactly who we thought they were going to be is exactly who they pan out to be every year, and we still like to throw their name in the hat. I never get it. They're never going to go to a final. They never have potential to go to a final. Uh, Everything rides on DeMar DeRozan, and he's not a great shooter. Um, And that's kind of one of the things you need to be um, to elevate even yourself, uh, let alone your team. Um, I don't feel as though him or Kyle Lowry strive to make themselves better in return. It'll make the team better. Those are just two guys that kind of go, I know what I'm good at, what I'm going to stick to, and we'll be who we are. Um, I I never really had respect for that team. I love DeRozan. I just would like him – I'd like someone to get him to elevate himself. Um, I'd like one year to watch DeMar DeRozan and go, he could have an MVP season this year. That's just never been what's come from DeMar DeRozan. And I think that's what that team needs in order for them to ever be a threat to LeBron. I mean, we saw LeBron just do the most disrespectful stuff last time they they met up with with Toronto in the playoffs. I mean, LeBron did everything but just smoke a cigarette in the middle of playing these guys. Um, (laughs) It was disrespectful. Um, It it, it let let the Raptors know. He took the beer from the fan. (laughs) Yeah, he took the beer from the fan and smelled it. Like, he was just – he was super disrespectful. And then at the end of the game, you have DeMar DeRozan going, you know, how can you beat a team? Like, like, dude, don't ever say that. We know you can't, but we don't want to hear you admit it. That that team just isn't mentally strong, um, and they don't have enough depth. Like you said, Corey Joseph was a, was was a pretty significant loss for them. Um, Ibaka, like you said, and that was a great point I was going to make. I'm glad you made it for me. Um, if you're He's the got Thunder, 50 you year old legs, now. dude. <laughs> yeah, if you're the Thunder, you got to look back now and go, damn, I let Harden go for this. Like he literally was not himself the year they they paid him. The year they got rid of Harden and they paid him, he was not the same shot blocker Ibaka that he was when they had Harden. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. This team deserves to be a lot lower. Um, I was trying to find a way to make them even lower than I had them, but you can't, you know, because they're better than, than what I was trying to make them be. But like I said, this team is exactly who we thought – you know, who we thought they were, and they play up, they play to that every year. Okay, uh, Joel, um, show a little love for our Canadian fan base, whoever they may be. <laughs> I got you, I got you. Uh, yeah, I don't hate this team as much as Jawan does. <laughs> uh, I, I like Kyle Lowry, I always like Kyle Lowry, I like DeRozan. Uh, I like Norman Powell. I like uh, Ibaka, the, uh, and I like Valanciunas. Yeah, but 
unfortunately, they're kind of five deep. They just picked up C.J. Miles, like you said, a great shooter. But when that's your biggest get of the off season, that's there's something wrong there. <laughs> like, like what's your bench really look like? They're not deep at all. Um, it, it's just they they missed their window like two years ago, and they didn't progress. They've always slightly got worse. So it's like they they kind of missed out, and then they didn't. Like right now, they're kind of running in mud because I'm like, what are you trying to do now? What like did you do anything to improve? Not really. I mean, I don't think they're going to be a bad team this year. They're going to be pretty good, but how good? Uh, not the greatest. And that's just kind of how it's going to be. They're going to be middle of the, around there. They'll be in the middle somewhere, uh, middle of the Eastern Conference, because they're going to be better than some of a lot of the worst teams, but they're not going to be nearly as good as the, the bubble teams that I was talking about. So that's kind of where we're at. They're right under that bubble. you know. They, and they were in that bubble once, but no longer. Yep. Um you know, I, I kind of just wish, and I'm sure DeMar DeRozan does too, now that everything's played out the way it does, I wish he had gone to L.A., man. Of course, that may mean they wouldn't have Lonzo Ball, so, you know, maybe I don't mm-hmm. wish that. But um, but nevertheless, I mean, if that could have somehow happened, that would have been uh, that would have been a really dynamic duo to put Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan together. Um, but, hey, hindsight's twenty twenty. uh DeMar DeRozan uh, at the time had a good team that he could go back to and he wanted to get paid and he got paid. Um, Moving on, number 11, the Denver Nuggets. Uh, I think rated much higher than, you know, they would have been rated last year, of course, and have been rated in most of the previous years. They're a a fringe playoff team in the West just because of how stacked the West is. Um, but I like this team a lot, even despite um, losing to Utah the other night, who I actually also um, like a lot. I like their depth. Um, <laughs> but my biggest thing this year with Denver is uh, how effective can Jamal Murray be at running the point guard? Because uh, we all know Moutier is not the person that they should be you know, starting. It's got to be Jamal Murray. Out of who, out of all the players they got, can Jamal Murray be an effective point guard? He showed really great signs of it last season, and if not, I think if you don't get that that initial push um, by by uh, the trade deadline and you're still in the mix, I think you got to think about packaging some kind of deal with Jamal Murray and a few other pieces to get yourself a starting point guard. Obviously I threw out the Eric Bledsoe trade um, a few weeks ago. I think that would be a worthy trade for them. Um, And, you know, Jamal Murray would kind of fit uh, Phoenix's timeline a little better. Um, But I like the pieces that are with this team. I love them bringing in Richard Jefferson. I think that's very smart on their part. Um, They needed another guy who could play the three. They really only had – two, maybe three guys, and two of which would be playing out of position in Barton and Frank Gomez. Um, So, I mean, but I I really do. I I love Jokic. I can't wait to see how the season plays out for him now that he's got somebody like Paul Millsap uh, next to him who's just an all-around good player. Um, But anyway, Joel, what do you think about the Denver Nuggets? And um, do you think, do you predict they will make the playoffs? 
And what do you think as far as Jamal Murray? Do you think do you think because you've constructed a, a like a, a team that is you know got a mix of veterans and young guys and everything else that if 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 they get off to a somewhat rocky start do you try to move Murray in favor a package around Murray to try to get a little better at point guard or do you just kind of try to wait and you know see how that plays out uh, I'm a fan of what, uh, the Nuggets. Uh, I wasn't as high on the Nuggets until they actually got Paul Millsap. So I remember when they got Paul Millsap, I'm like, I don't want him in on the Nuggets. That's such a middle-of-the-road team. Uh, and then after I saw, the, like, when it formed, I'm like, you know what? That's not a bad pickup. <laughs> and he he fits pretty damn well. And the problem well, with Jamal Murray, he is more of a combo guard. He could pass the ball. And like you said, he, he had moments and flashes where he could play point guard. Um, luckily for them, they have two very, very good passers in the front court <laughs> with Paul Millsap and Jokic. Right. So the passing is not is going to be a bigger thing for – like Jamal Murray just has to score. As long as he's open and, he has to, and he's shown that he could do that. Um, that's why I think they'll probably start him over Moody, which they already have. Uh, and Moody can just run the bench uh, and do what he does there. Um, they did like Ojemin Elson recently, so it's going to be really just between Moutier and Jamal Murray. And I, like you said, I really like the Richard Jefferson. They needed a vet and they needed a, a, a wing, and they got one, a nice old vet who who still got something in the tank, I think. I think RJ Don't has call him old, one. man. Call him Savvy. <laughs> it's nice. <laughs> yeah, you know, I like that. Savvy is better. Not old, Savvy. Savvy. He's a Savvy vet. <laughs> I do. I like the Nuggets. They have. I mean, they have tradable assets. Like, if you want to trade Murray, you can. Uh, you want to trade Murray, you can. You could probably turn and go. You have assets. They have assets to make themselves even better. So I think that's what makes them uh, an intriguing team, at the very least. That uh, they're going to be, uh, I think, a playoff team in the West. Um, it's just a matter of where exactly. Not really sure. Somewhere in the middle, lower, lower end, somewhere. Uh, I do like them a lot, even though, you know, they kind of gave up the lead yesterday to that sleeper team I like in Utah. <laughs> but aside from that, I like, I like the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, Jawan, what do you think about the Nuggets and their chances of making the playoffs? And do you think uh, do, do you think their roster is constructed, you know, do you think they need an upgrade? Um, they definitely need an upgrade. And like you said, they have a few tradable assets. I honestly, before the addition of Paul Millsap, thought they were just going to kind of go through full-on rebuild mode, go, <clears throat> excuse me, completely young, rebuild through the draft. Um, I was really shocked when they went out and got Millsap, mainly because I thought he was going to Phoenix. Um, but uh, that was a great pickup for them. Richard Jefferson was a really good pickup for them. I like the term savvy instead of old, even though he's old as shit. Yeah. Um, for, for the NBA. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I, I like this team, <clears throat> excuse me, as a playoff team, I, I'd say they're six or seven. I won't put them at eight. I think they're a little better than eight. I, I don't think they'll just barely make the playoffs. I think right. they'll be comfortable at six or seven. Um, yeah. I really like this team. And like you said, Millsap and, was it Jokic? Um, Jokic, are, yeah. are, Yes, are both very gifted passers and really good um, offensively and defensively. Um, I think mm-hmm. this is going to be a really uh, a really fun year for Millsap. Um, you know, it's going to be fun for him to lead this team to the playoffs um, and then actually try to make some noise against whoever is um, 
Wait, did I say six or seven? Yeah, yeah, whoever's six or seven. Okay. So whoever they play in the playoffs, I don't think they'll be swept in the first round. I think they'll get two games and then, uh, you know, exit. But it is going to be fun to see the Nuggets this year. I do hope they, they move Fareed. He deserves to be some Moreau. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if they do move Fareed, what they get in return for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, honestly, I think Fareed could be just – a few draft assets. I mean, I don't, I don't think you're going to get a lot for him at this point, just because the market on a player like him is, 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 is just dwindled so much. Um, but yeah, I, I really hope they move him too, because I mean, they don't have any room for him at power forward. They, they have, I mean, they've got like six power forwards. It's ridiculous. Um, and they need to move a like a couple, you don't need more than four power forward stops. Um, and uh, they're not moving Arthur. Um, he's not going anywhere. Nobody wants him. Um, so, like, yeah. you know, I think That's I think sorry, sorry, uh, Darrell Arthur, but nobody, nobody, uh, yeah. n- nobody's taking your seven point five million. That's not happening. It um, was decent the Nets, once. The Nets, at one point. the Nets don't. The Nets don't have any more cap space. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Um, yeah, I, I do want to see him move because they don't and they don't have any room at the five for him because they got Jokic, they got Plumlee. Um, Plumlee mm-hmm. kind of fit well in their system last year, and they just paid him um, some some reasonable money uh, to stay. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, I, I would like to see him moved. I hope he gets to go to a, um, a good Honest. team at that because I think he could be a really good, um, like a really solid backup center um, uh, slash power forward who could give you, you know, 20 minutes a game. And he's only got, like, his contract's a little high, but he's only got two years left. So, yeah, I do think you could find the right team. But, Juwan, you were going to say something. No, I was just going to say, if Kenneth Reed wants a long NBA career, he has to do more than – well, he does play defense and rebound at, at, at a good level. But he has to offer a team more than that whole back-to-the-basket premise, um, especially because right. he doesn't have a jumper. Um, he's one of those, like, I'll back you down and then, like, lay up or dunk on you. Yeah, teams mm-hmm. aren't letting that shit fly nowadays. you got to kind of have yeah. your turnaround jumper game strong or your pull-up game. Um, so if you don't have any of those, you're just going to be that guy they bring in to defend or to get rebounds. They're not going to give you the ball down low in the post you to try to back down, back down, and pass out. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of guys are going to easily defend that. So you're going to have to at some point evolve your game, and I hope he does. I don't know why Denver hasn't kind of made him, uh, you know, improve his game to be more than just a back down guy. But I guess now that they got Millsap, they're just like, hey, listen, just defend and, and get rebounds. And play, you know, eight minutes a game. Um, yeah, play but, eight uh, minutes a game. But- yeah, but um, anyway, let's move on. Number 12, we got the uh, Portland Trail Blazers. Um, I like the Blazers. Um, I'm not sure they're going to make the playoffs, kind of like last year. Um, but, like, they were very much a fringe team last year. They were fighting for that AC. Um, but they they have, you know, a lot of the right pieces. Um, I just don't really think they got any better. Um like, but you know, through the evolution of 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 players just getting better that they already had. I mean, what did Pat Connaughton score like twenty four points last night? 
um, mm-hmm. in that 48-point blowout. Um, obviously, while, while C.J. McCollum was out, uh, so Connaughton got some extra minutes. Um, but, uh, but you know, they did lose Alan Crabb. Uh, they obviously traded him to, to dump some cap space, um, which is understandable because coming into this year, they would have been – had they not done that, they would have been the highest salary in the NBA at over $140 million. Um, I uh, I love the addition of Nurkic, though, and I think that is what's going to push them over the top this year. Playing with him all season, um, they still got Evan Turner, they still got Aminu, they still got um, uh, Mo Harkless. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they work out the four. Um Last year, Vonley started a lot of games. I don't really expect to see that this year. I think he'll get more of Harkless and Aminu kind of playing that mm-hmm. three and four positions and kind of swapping off, and you'll see Evan Turner coming off the bench as like their sixth man playing a lot of two, three, and even maybe a little bit of one. He, he's good enough mm-hmm. ball handler to where he can he can competently pull that off. Um, but I think Nurkic is the key, man. That, that guy – um, he's, he's, you know, increased his, his, uh, range, um, this off season, uh, you know, he's spotting up from, you know, 20 feet. He's, he's kind of developing a LaMarcus Aldridge style range, uh, not quite three point range, but, you know, can hit those jumpers if they leave them wide open, um, which is huge. You know, if you can get guys to come out and try to defend you closer to the perimeter, it opens up lanes where you can pass the ball and Nurkic is a good passer. Um, I think he's the key. I think he's the reason they make the playoffs this year. Um, Joel, uh, what do you think about the uh, Trailblazers? The Blazers? I like them a lot. And they kind of remind me of, like, the Wizards, but in the West. Um, they have a similar sure. style. Um, they're missing some pieces. Like, I do like what they can be. Like you said, Evan Turner works out uh, off the bench because of the fact that he can handle the ball, can play the one, can play the two, and you just need scores around. I like what I saw from Connaughton? Connaughton? Connaughton. Patrick, whatever his name is. Connaughton. I like what I saw from him. He's been getting more minutes. Um, I like Nurkic. Nurkic, uh, CJ McCollum didn't even play yesterday, and they destroyed Phoenix, which is sad. Um, I like Napier. He hasn't really made a name for himself in the NBA yet, but I do like I like him in college, at least. Now now he's going to at least get time to shine, especially with a guy like Evan Turner, who's going to be handling the ball most of the time. Anyway, he can just play off of it and score. Um, I think their biggest issues are the bigs. Like, I don't really know what – they're going to play Aminu and they're going to play a Harkless, and that's fine because that they fit that small ball lineup, their stretch big uh, wings. And um, But neither one of them, like, stand out to you. I think they're both good defenders in their own right. Um and they can score on occasion, but they're not exactly they, – they don't stick out. And then off the bench, you got guys like uh, – they just drafted Collins, but they didn't even use him yesterday. Uh, and if they did, they didn't use him often. They used their other rookie, Swanigan. Uh, they used, they have two redundant players, Ed Davis and Noah Valley. They're kind of the same player. So it's like they need to figure out that part of it. But they're a good team. Um but that's kind of it. I mean, um, I think they have a chance to make the playoffs at, at the very least, but I can't say uh, it's a definite. But for sure, I think they have they have a good chance at the very least to at least make it an eighth seed or a seventh seed. Sure. Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that's um, you know that's 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 about uh, expected. I mean, they like they definitely have a chance. I just think 
I really like the addition of Nurkic. I think that was a great trade for them, and I think that's going to pay off tenfold. I do agree with you. However, um, if Zach Collins isn't a bust, he sure is trying really hard to look like one. Um, <laughs> so we'll, we'll we'll have to wait and see what. I mean, he's just not he's not contributing anything to this team. Um, and and not that you have to as a rookie, you know. Like you, there are plenty of people who come into the league. I mean, we were just talking um, the other day, the three of us, about how Steve Nash came into the league, and it took him two, three seasons before he made any sort of impact. Um, so I mean, you, I mean, you don't have to be effective immediately. Um, but man, he has just been like even in summer league, he was not looking effective against all the guys you know, that they had just picked up, uh, all the teams had just picked up, um, whereas there were plenty yeah. of people um, taken behind him that look much, much better. Um, and, and you know what? Let me just throw this out there. Um, who was, I won't even ask it, phrase it as a question. Y'all said I was crazy when I said um, – y'all, y'all didn't say I was crazy. Um, that's hyperbolic. But y'all didn't think it would be – or Joel, because, Jawan, you didn't do our draft special. But, Joel, remember I said, I think they should take Malik Monk because mm-hmm. they need to try to move Alan Crabb or Evan Turner to clear salary space. And I think I think Monk is a better player than Collins. And if you move one of those other guys, you're going to have a spot to fill at, you know, at that spot. Um I think that would have been a much better move at this point because um, he's a he's he's another kind of Napier style style player who would have you know has the potential to be better because I don't have a lot of faith in Napier yet. Um, and yeah. as far as the big spot, you got Nurkic and you got uh, Myers Leonard, who is he's a reasonable backup. He's everything you need in a backup center. And I don't think Zach Collins is ever going to be any more than a backup center. He's a Mike Muscala. That's what he is. Um, Ooh, Hawks fans ouch. out there know who. Hey, I like Mike Muscala. We like Moose he's in, these, good. in these parts. He's not bad. He's right. But, like, he ain't no starting center. So, anyway, that's how I see Zach Collins. Maybe he can hit threes at a little more consistent rate than Muscala. But Muscala ain't bad at three-point line. Um, all right. My but, God. anyway, Jawan. You had the Trailblazers highest on anybody's list um, out of the three of us. What do you like so much about the Trailblazers? I honestly, um, it's gonna, it's gonna sound funny to you guys uh, because you guys uh, have only known me to uh, to hype up Kyrie. Um, but there was a point to where I thought Damian Lillard um, was gonna be the best point guard in the league. Um, and I believe he's always had his name in the hat. He's just never been the name that's come out of the hat. Uh, Kyrie's showing that he's a name coming out of the hat. Westbrook, um, Curry. I just feel as though Damian Lillard gets slept on so much, man. This guy has, has the mental toughness. This guy goes out there. He's giving you 20 to 25 a night. He's getting the assists. He, he's, you know, he plays hard on defense. Uh, I've just always loved Damian Lillard. Um, so him, and then the fact that C.J. McCollum is as lethal of a three-point shooter as you'll find in the league uh, right now, I, I don't rule those guys out. Um, I, I just can't. I, I think they're those two are too talented. And then, like you said, Nurkic coming in, um, he's going to boost that team a lot. I mean, 
we honestly said last year they could have – we knew they weren't going to beat them, but that team could have given the Warriors a game or two if they had him last year, um, if right. he didn't have to go out. I mean, if he wasn't injured. Sorry, I didn't mean to say if he didn't have – if he wasn't injured. Um, we know Warriors' biggest thing is big guys, big guys that can not only somewhat defend but are offensively gifted. That's the Warriors' biggest um, weakness. So, you know, a guy like that could definitely give them some fits. So I believe this team, if we're comfortable in saying we think the Denver Nuggets can make the playoffs, um, let's say we put the the Nuggets at six in the West, I'd feel comfortable putting the Trailblazers at seven. I just, I can't, it'd be the, I mean, like Joel said, they're the Wizards of the, the West. And we wouldn't rule out John Wall or Bradley Beal. I I feel the same way with um, Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. And now, like you said, Nerdic. Um, so I just I can't rule them out. And I can't – I after last night, I can't comfortably say I think the Timberwolves um, will make the playoffs. I can comfortably say I think the Trailblazers will hit that 6-7-8 mark. Uh you know, but I'm I'm kind of going more seven than than eight. But you guys think That's eight, some hot takes really right there, Juwan? Some just hot saying, takes. Just missing saying. the playoffs. It's it's <laughs> very it's very it's very early, but uh, from what I saw from Minnesota um, last night, Nick brought up a great point about them um, with them giving up those leads in the fourth quarter last year. I, it looks like they're on par to do just about the same thing this year. Um, for some reason, they haven't identified who their closer is, um, and it needs to be Cat. It's just not Cat. Um, I think they maybe have a little bit more growing up to do. Uh, they need to commit more on defense. I, I, I just everything I see wrong with the Timberwolves, I feel as though the Trailblazers can hit that on the nail more consistently. So, uh, so let's let's let, let me just throw out a scenario. Let me let me. Um... Like a, a little crazy scenario. Let's say somehow, some way, uh, Minnesota ends up in the four seed and Portland ends up in the five seed. Uh, how how many games does it take Portland to win that series, Juan? Against say that one more time. I'm sorry. If they play Minnesota in the first round, how many games does it take for Portland to win that series? Alright. There it is. And the Hot o- takes. only reason only reason I say six is because I won't disrespect Carl Anthony Towns like that. Um I feel as though him uh at home, he's really gonna give you like a thirty and fourteen kind of game out of out of some of those those home games that they have. But I always give it to experience and C J McCollum and Damian Lillard, their experience. Um, and I feel as though that experience is going to overtake them. I'm sorry, Jimmy Butler. I'm sorry, Wiggins. But yeah, if they played, I'd give them six. I'd respect the Timberwolves. You know what, though? For that, I w- I, I'm gonna. It's going to be a lot of fun since they're in the same division, getting to see uh, Nurkic battle with Cat uh, in the paint mm-hmm. this year. That's going to be a mm-hmm. lot of fun to watch. Um, yes, Joan, Joel and I both think you're crazy for your statement, but we're happy you said it because <laughs> we love those hot takes. Um, so, uh, <laughs> hey, you know takes. me. Hey, my all of mine are trades. 
So, and most of the time they get shot yeah. on. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, let's move on. Hey, fuck you, dude. <laughs> um, you always shit on him. Jawan is more nah. open minded to my trades. He doesn't always shit on Jawan um, just wants to see the world burn. <laughs> oh, is that it? Nah, nah. I, the best, like, y'all, the best I ever get out of Joel is I don't hate it. <laughs> like, uh, that's, and that's, that's what Joel's I know. That's his polite that's, way. That's his polite way of saying, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't like it. I don't hate it. I don't passionately hate it, but I strongly dislike it. That's, that's what not I'm always, always. I like the blessing. Yeah. No, no, no. Not always, though, Jawan. It depends how he uses it. Like, sometimes that it's like. True. Yeah, like there's there's some inflection involved, and yeah, it's it's a it's a, I, and I think he he does that for a reason because he doesn't want you to know when he types it out whether he means it one way or he means it the other <laughs> way. <laughs> but anyway, we we got to move on. Let's go to the L.A. Clippers, number thirteen with an average score of thirteen point three three. Y'all like the Clippers? I don't like the Clippers. Um, I just don't think they can stay healthy. I just don't – I don't think they can – I mean, Blake Griffin, injury history, Danilo Gallinari, injury history. I love Patrick Beverly. Um, I think he's going to be great for that team. And I think Blake uh, having more uh, time with the ball in his hands is going to be really good for him. Uh, Patrick Beverly plays really good off ball, so if they play Blake – in that kind of point forward role, I think it could be interesting. Um, I've never really been a huge fan of DeAndre Jordan. I'm not a hater, but he's just so one dimensional. Um, like mm-hmm. he's good for lobs and he's good for defense, and that's it. Um, that's not a guy that I would pay twenty two, twenty three million dollars. Um, but you know, they they definitely added depth. You know, that's that's the one thing that they did this off season. They added depth. They've got three different dudes who can play the three. Um, they, uh, they've they got a couple dudes who are pretty good at playing the four, one of which, Montrezl Harrell, can play the five in small ball lineups. Um, you know, they got uh, uh, Lou Williams. Um, and, you know, they added, uh, you know, a couple um, young uh, players who I think were kind of overlooked in the draft uh, in Sundarius Thornwell and Juwan Evans. Uh, I, I like them. I just don't think their best players can stay healthy. If they can stay healthy, fine, I'll give them that. But you know me, I'm always the skeptic in that regard. So it's the same reason why I had Philly uh, rated lower than both of you guys, um, as as despite how you know I love Philly. Um, so, But anyway, Joel, tell me why I'm wrong. Tell me why the Clippers are going to make the playoffs. Uh, I think it. Well, I think it's the same. I, I agree with you. Um, I think a big reason is because health. Uh, they remind me of uh, the Sixers and the fact that as long as the Sixers stay healthy, I think they're going to make the playoffs. And the same thing with the Clippers. I mean, they have the talent. We both like a lot of the moves that they made. You know, to fill in for a guy that 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 obviously hurts to lose. So you know, Patrick Beverly, uh, Milo T- uh, Teodosic. Um, we do like Gallinari is good when if he's healthy, but Griffin's good if he's healthy. Um, I think they have enough there to make the playoffs in the West. Um, it's gonna be tough because the West is a tough conference, and there are other teams uh, you know vying for that position. But 
I think if healthy, they are talented enough to do it. Yeah, and I and I get that. I mean, that's. I mean, we pretty much think the same thing. You just have more. I, I guess you just judge them more off what they have, not uh, right. Maybe, I don't want to assume know, they're, injuries. They're, right, <laughs> and I'm more uh, pragmatic in my uh, in my uh, suspicions mm-hmm. and picks, um, if you will. Uh, Jawan, um, do you kind of see it the same way? Do you uh, you know? Do you, put it this way: Do you think that uh, Gallinari and Griffin will stay healthy enough so that the Clippers can make the playoffs? Nope, and they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, not a hot take at all. I, I don't think uh, majority think they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, I I'm definitely don't think they're going to stay healthy um, for the whole season. Sorry, Joel. I just I I, I I'm kind of with Nick. Um, I, I don't wish for it at all, but I mean, if you just go off the history of the last few seasons, they just haven't been on on the court um, for the full season. Um, yeah, no, they're not making the playoffs. Um, I'm not that high on on Blake Griffin anyway, um, so that just only furthers me thinking they won't make the playoffs. Yeah, and like, I mean. I don't know. I I do kind of like Blake in the sense of I like the potential of what we could see with him without Chris Paul. Like, we've never seen him play without Chris Paul. So the fact that we are going to get to finally see that and kind of see his full potential, because um, he's always been, to me, kind of a, a square block that they were trying to fit in a round hole, to use the old metaphor that we all know. Um like, I think they were always trying to make him work around Chris Paul, whereas now you don't have to do that. You can make the pieces work around Blake and then try to fit those pieces in. Now, do I think Blake is, should be your number one guy if you're going to be a playoff team? No. Um, but I think they have enough depth um, to where if they can stay healthy, they can make it work. And Joel and I both like this this dude Teodosic, like um, mm-hmm. I, I think he he's got a lot of potential to be a really solid player for about three four years maybe. He's a little older, so he's not going to have a long career, but um, he could make an impact for them, um, you know, if given the opportunity. Uh, and and you know, we'll just have to see, uh, you know, kind of how it plays out if they can stay healthy and. You know, come what may. Uh, so number fourteen, Charlotte Hornets. Again, average of thirteen point three three. I like Charlotte. I like them a lot. But Nicholas Batum being out for six to eight weeks makes me skeptical. Skeptical as to whether they're going to make the playoffs. I just don't like. I don't know if you can have Batum. Is that uh, Joel? Is that about the right projection? Is it, is it six to eight weeks? Right. Yeah. I yeah, think so, yeah. Like, yeah, I think so too. Like, if he's gonna miss two months, the first two months of the season, I, I kind of gotta, I kind of feel like I gotta bump him out of the playoff mix. Like, he's so vital to that team. The way he does everything, he literally, he he's good shooter, great passer for his position, um, solid rebounder, uh, great rebounder for his position. Um, you know, worthy defender, 
that's my kind of player. I really, really, really like Nicholas Batum. Um, but, you know, with him out, it's going to be a question as to whether the younger guys can step in, Malik Monk, um, how how do they work in Michael Carter-Williams? Does that mean, like, Kimball Walker plays some off-ball with Michael Carter-Williams? Um, I don't know. I don't know how it all pans out with him out of the lineup. Um but I really do like him when he's in the lineup. Uh, so when he comes back, if they don't have a, too big of a hole that they've dug themselves, maybe they can claw out a seven or eight seed. Um, Dwight Howard is is a reasonable uh, upgrade, um, but not like a great upgrade um, from from what they had um, and still have. Um, I mean, I think I think it's definitely better than having uh, Plumley. But I tell you what, after watching the first game that the Hawks played with uh, with old Bellinelli, man, that cat is mm-hmm. that's a savvy vet right there, Marco Bellinelli. Um, mm-hmm. I like I like him, man. I never knew he was that good of a passer. That dude was running point really? and just like, yeah, he was running point for the Hawks in like for like uh, maybe like four or five minutes in the third quarter. And just mm-hmm. like I, I don't know. I just never. I guess I never really followed in that closely. But yeah, I mean that dude, that dude can pass the rock. Um, but anyway, uh, as far as the Hornets, um, you know, what do you think about their chances of making the playoffs, Joel? And uh, you know, just what do you think about their overall team? I did like them a lot in, in the off season. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and of course, the, and the injury happened. Uh, with the tomb that hurt. Uh, I've 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 followed them um, so far, and they've been playing some weird players. I know uh, Kid Gilchrist has been out too lately, so I'm like, well, yeah, you can't like those two guys are important. Like I don't know, I don't know how long Kid Gilchrist is gonna be out, but that that's one of your better defenders, and he's out. Batum was one of your better defenders, and he's out. Uh, and that hurts. That hurts a lot, and then they're depending on uh, Jeremy Lamb and Dwayne Bacon. I'm like, that's not really going to do, do it. Um, Malik Monk had a, had a c- couple good games in the preseason, but can he do it consistently? I don't know. Uh, Dwight Howard was a good pickup for them. Um, it's they're just I don't trust their. I just I don't I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs anymore. Mainly because I don't trust their rotation right now. Uh, I, their players are they're questionable. They're not, they're not even playing Michael Carter. Really. I don't know if he's hurt or they just don't want to play him. I just, I just don't know. Uh, they're playing Julian Stone at like backup point guard. So I'm like, I, I don't know. This team's a little. I had faith in them at one point. Now I, I need to see them show me otherwise because they they fall in a couple slots. Yeah, and that's kind of the the same kind of the same position I'm in. Like. There's some other teams that are just like at one point I, I think I had them number six in the East and like yeah. now I don't even really see them making the playoffs. I mean I just feel like there's a few teams behind them um, that that are maybe just a little better. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Juwan, uh, do you still kind of have faith in the Hornets or are are you kind of you know smelling what we're selling and, and maybe thinking that maybe for our preseason rankings we maybe had them a little too high? Um, no, I still have them six, seven, or eight. Um, I think Kimba Walker and Dwight Howard could be a nice one-two combo uh, to those other guys. Well, so Batum gets back. Um, you said two weeks, right? How many weeks did you say? 
No, six to eight weeks. Two, six to eight two weeks. Months, maybe. Six to, two months. I, I still don't think out of 82 uh, games in, in, in a season, I, I don't think that'll, that'll hurt them that much. I think in the East, Kemba and Dwight Howard, if Dwight Howard um, can actually, like, show up to play and not be in his own fantasy world, um, I think they could be a nice one-two combo with each other. And I think they can still hold steady to hold on to that seventh or eighth seed. So I love Kemba Walker. Um, I think Michael Jordan got Dwight Howard for a reason. He thinks there's something he can get out of him. Um, so I'm going to trust, I'm going to trust the goat and I'm going to, I'm going to say they could be a nice one, two combo and at least hold on to that seventh or eighth seed. But six, I wouldn't, I, now that I thought about it, I wouldn't put them at six. I'd put them more towards seven or eight. Sure. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can't really argue with that. I mean, I, um, I think it's certainly possible. I just don't, I don't know if I would put them in that seven or eight spot. Not right now. I don't know. Um, maybe in two months, if, if, you know, they, they've stayed afloat enough to when Batum comes back, it looks like, you know, they can really piece everything together. Um, Mm -hmm. but anyway, uh, moving on, uh, number 15, Joel's sleeper team, the Utah Jazz. Um, I I like this team a lot. We didn't really get to talk about them, uh, at, um, for our Western Conference breakdown because they were the last team in our Western Conference breakdown, and we always run run way too long, which we're doing again this episode. But I've already got something in the back of my head to to, to counter that, so no worries. Uh, the Utah Jazz, um, uh, man, I just like them. I like the way that they they. I like the depth that they have. It sucks that they lost Dante Exum. That's that's something that is really really unfortunate. But Burke is finally healthy. Um, I really like Donovan Mitchell. He's he's a kid I'm pretty high on. Um, and and Burks is one of those guys who can play both the one and the two. So it kind of counteracts if he can stay healthy. It kind of counteracts Exum being out. Um, Rubio is obviously a pretty good addition for for you know a, a late first rounder. Um, I mean it's certainly worth it for me, or at least to me, knowing that they were going to lose George Hill or didn't want to pay George Hill or whatever. Um, and I don't blame him for not wanting to pay some guy who played great, but only what, like 30 games last season. Um, uh, Joe Johnson, Joe Ingles, uh, they still got favors. Uh, they, they brought in, um, some, some depth, uh, at the four with Jarebko, who I think given an mm-hmm. opportunity with a few more minutes could be pretty good. Still have Gobert, uh, that, um, FK Udo, Cephalosha. uh, uh, Encephalosha, thank you, Joel. Another like mm-hmm. quality death player. Like, um, I just like I like the way their team's constructed. They remind me, and uh, um, I hope I hope Joel doesn't shit on this too much, but they remind me of my sleeper team in the East, the Indiana Pacers. I like their depth. <laughs> um, the uh, the uh, the Jazz are, are admittedly slightly more talented at the top of their roster. Um, but, that you know, the depth angle is, is kind of the same. That's where, where the comparison was coming from. But anyway, Joel, yeah, Joel, what do you like? Wh- why do you like this team so much? Because you've been talking about this team for like two, three weeks now. 
I I like I like Ricky Rubio. I I always like Ricky Rubio. Uh, they brought in Ricky Rubio, and for some reason, it just made me more excited. Even though they lost Hayward, I felt like oh, they could probably stay afloat for a little bit. I'm not sure. I'm not saying they're going to be great or anything, but they have talent. They have some good young people, like players that people sleep on, like Rodney Hood, uh, Mitchell, who started yesterday. Another good player. Another good player who I forgot. Thank you. Yeah. Burks, uh, who who I think has been playing some backup point guard now with X amount, and uh, they have. I mean, Joe Ingles I like a lot. I think he you know, people sleep on him. He got paid this summer. Um, I like um, who else? The guy like Sephiroth. Favors. They didn't really use yesterday, but he's not bad. Favors. Oh my God, we forgot. I like completely. We didn't even mention Favors. Uh, Favors <laughs> is kind of up and down. I think uh, that. Something's going to have to happen with him eventually down the road. I'm not sure if he's a long-term solution for them. Well, yeah, this, uh, I'm not this sure. is his contract year. So, yeah, I mean, they're definitely going to have to make a decision on him. Yeah, I, I don't know if he's going to be there long-term. I don't know if he's fit long-term. I don't know if he's fit as a power forward long-term. It's just this is the way of the game it is right now. Um, I do like them. I just like a lot of the pieces, and I like the way they fit. Joe Johnson is uh, always good for some uh, theatrics throughout the year. So I just think they're going to be a fun team to watch. You know, it's just, I don't know. And they have, of course, Rudy Gobert. So he's just their best player technically now. So it's always good mm-hmm. to watch that Daddy Long Legs do his thing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> is that an actual nickname for him, or is that just something that you call uh, it? <laughs> I, just came, I just came up with it. Just threw it out there. That is perfect, like, dude. So we need to hashtag that shit and make that go viral, because that shit's fucking perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try to contain myself so I can pass it to Juwan. Juwan, what do you, what do you like or dislike? about the Utah Jazz, and do you think they're a playoff team? Um, I, li- I like everything Joel was saying about the team. Uh, I like them. I-, I think they have what it takes to make the playoffs, but what is the number one thing we always say for Western Conference teams? They're in the West. So I think them being in the West is why they won't make it, but them not making it Very isn't fair. necessarily because – it, them not making it isn't because they're necessarily not talented enough because the talent is obviously there, but we know how deep the West is. Um, so I think that'll play a huge role. Um, I will say this, Joel, out of respect to you and this being your sleeper, I think depending on who that eighth seed is, they could maybe have a chance. Um, kind of like Miami had that run last year to where they kind of, we're surging to possibly steal that eighth spot. Depending on who the eighth seed in the West is, um, you know, could be dependent on, you know, them fighting for that last spot. Um, but if it's a team that's just head over heels better than the Jazz, I don't see them beating out that team to, to get that spot. But like I said, it depends on who that eighth seed turns out to be. But I, I just right now I don't see them – uh, in in uh, the playoffs. All right. Fair enough. Uh, number 16, the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, so this would be, um, you know, kind of the, the last, uh, I guess, sort of potential 
probably potential playoff team for the West. Maybe you can make an argument for Memphis, though I would shit on it. Um, <laughs> just, <laughs> sorry. I don't have any faith in them this year. Um, they're like a worse version of Toronto to me. Um, and and oh. in the West. <laughs> well, I mean, hey, let's just think about where they were four years ago and where they are now and the fact that all the other teams around them have gotten better. But nevertheless, yeah. um, yes. Uh, and they signed Chandler Parsons to a, like, $90 million oh. contract. It's like a curse. <laughs> it's got to be – <laughs> that's – like I mean, after what he did in Dallas, you think that would have been enough to be like, no, we're not, we're not giving you that much money, like no. <laughs> but hey, like I said, the summer of uh, love for for uh, um, for free agents was 2016 in the NBA. Um, anyway, the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, I mean, 16. That's about right. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think I just I, I I don't I don't they have nobody to play the three. They have nobody who could play the three. If they had anybody who was like a three and D guy, I would give them a shot. They had a Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. Like then I would be like, yeah, that's a playoff team. Um, Tony Allen is not good enough at his age now to play the three. He can't shoot. Um, Mm-hmm. You already got Never Rondo did. who can't shoot. You got Drew Holiday who right. can, and and Davis and 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 Boogie can are good shooters for big men, but they're not like on mm-hmm. the same level as what you would consider a good shooter for a guard or a wing player. They they mm-hmm. just don't have the right pieces around them to make it work. Um, so while I, I won't go so far as to say that AD and Boogie can't work, AD and Boogie can't work on that team because of everything else that's around them. Uh, Joel, what are your thoughts on uh, the Pelicans? Uh, they're a two-man team. That's sad to say, but it's true. Um, it, you ain't got no love for Drew? Uh, Drew's good, but what did he do last night? Like, he came out and shit at the bed. Like, he tore, like, really, like, he didn't really do much last night. So they paid him all that money. You expect more from your best guard, and he kind of shit at the bed. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be like that all year because he has his moments where he looks really good. But, you know, if he could be an all-star caliber guard, then maybe they can probably get near the eighth seed. But they don't have enough depth. Like you said, there's no three. Like, Tony Allen's too old right now to, like, be playing consistently. Like, he's a great defender, but he doesn't. he's never really been a shooter, ever. Darius Miller hasn't shown it yet. I know he can shoot. Will he shoot? Will he get in a lot of minutes? I don't know. Um, they've been using um, uh, who's they been using that small forward recently? I forget his name at the moment, but I like him. Cunningham. He's good, but he's not a yeah. Three. He's more of a stretch he's forward. A four. you know? he's, he's, yeah. Right. He's he's a gritty, classic like a short four. That's really what he is. Um, yeah. He tries to stretch the floor, but that's not really his game. Yeah, um, Noah's just not an NBA caliber player. He's like, not. That's why he's been playing in Europe. I know he had a good year in Europe, but I'm, not, I'm I don't know if it's going to translate here. I mean, it's still early. Yeah. I don't want to tell nobody they can't. They're not going to be good <laughs> until you got time. But um, you look at Ronda. Ronda's going to be out for like a month. He'll be out, I think, until December. So it's, it's off to a rough start already. So it's just they're just mm-hmm. lacking 
other players because they obviously can play together. They, they've already proved it to me that they can play together. That's never really been the case. That's never really been an argument. It's just a matter of do they have enough around them and they just don't. So, yeah, they're probably going to make the playoffs unless they make some type of move to increase that depth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Jawan, how long does it take before New Orleans become the biggest sellers on the NBA uh, trade market? <laughs> uh, not, not long. Not long. Honestly, not long. And can I just say, oops, excuse me, um, Pelicans, that is some of the saddest shit I've ever seen in my life. When you tell me that your two best players are getting 20-plus, 10-plus rebounds, and they still lost, that is yeah, just AD like some had, what, 17 shit. or some shit? Yeah, yeah. That is that is sad. That If I was a fan, I would just go, listen, I can't pay money to see these guys do 30 and, and 10 a night and not win. That is insane. That is, I can't even remember the last time I saw two players of that caliber um, play a game like that and not win. And not win. Like, you got to get the them some help. And You said the Grizzlies? Yeah, yeah no less. The Grizzlies. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, 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 okay, okay. I, yeah, I it would be one Grizzlies, thing like, if it was, like, like the Warriors like or something. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> but not nah, the Grizzlies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, I, I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to take long. Um, I do want to apologize to you, Joel. You did not say that it, you know, uh, it, it was an issue of them playing together. It was more so you give it more time before you mm-hmm. you make the trade. Um, so I did want right. to apologize on on that front. Um, I don't think it should take them that long. <laughs> I think last night, uh, I think they should work on the trade today. I think last night let you know exactly how the season's going to go. You're not making the playoffs. Your two guys are going to be workhorses only to have no results come in the win column. Um, but before I pass it back to you, Nick, I know we're running low on time. I just had to point this out because I know you'd find this hilarious. Um, shout out to Nike for making Mellow a warm-up hoodie. That is, like, the most dope shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> nice. Um, but, but I wanted to pass it right back to you. I just had to mention that because I'm looking at him. I'm just like, that's, like, some of the coolest shit I've ever seen in my life. He, he's wearing a warm-up hoodie. Um, it, it's Nike'd out, you know, with the Oklahoma City uh, logo on it and everything. It's dope. But Pelicans, that's sad as shit. Two uh, workhorses are averaging, are going to average, 20-plus, 10-plus rebounds, and not amount to a damn thing. Yeah, and I totally, totally agree with you, and that's why I've been on the trade boogie train for a while. Um, I just think there, if if you do shop him, you, you try to essentially do what the Cavs did by trading Kyrie. You try to get some a few pieces that can help you now, and then one or two pieces that can help you down the road. Um, I think there's enough teams out there who would look at him and say, that would put us over the top. Like, I mean, just go to any of our, our top nine teams that we've listed tonight. I mean, Cleveland, they've obviously got the Nets pick. Obviously, Golden State's not gonna, not really going to want him, but we're um, not going to have enough that they would give up to get him, rather. Um, mm-hmm. 
The Thunder, probably I would exclude them. But Houston, I could see them in the mix, even though they have Capella. Like, I mean, if I could get Boogie Cousins, I'd give up Capella and, like, you know, a couple a couple other pieces. Um, Boston, I don't know. I it, Boston would make a lot of sense, but, um, you know, Danny Ainge had the chance to pounce on him last year and didn't do it. Um, San Antonio, I don't think there's ever a player that Pop is just like, nah, I can't work into my system and and make yeah. them be the player that I know they can be. Um, Minnesota probably wouldn't make a lot of sense because they got Towns Wizards. That would make a hell of a lot of sense. Bucks would make a hell of a lot of sense. Even Toronto like would make a hell of a lot of sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just a lot of teams – there's a lot of teams that that could really use a player of his caliber um, that would give up a lot. That would give give you, like I mean, you said you like the Wizards. What you know? What do uh, what do they need? Um, the 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 Pelicans. They need a quality small forward. If you wait until December, mm-hmm. you can trade out at Porter Jr. You know, mm-hmm. like, yeah. and then yeah. they, and then yeah, they have Kelly. They, they, they could get you know maybe a okay. first round pick. Uh, and yeah, well, what I'm saying is the Wizards could keep Kelly Oubre and kind right. of move him up into the starting position, trade Porter, yeah. and for you know exactly. Um, so there's, I, I mean, say, I just think, I think there's a lot of ways that uh, the Pelicans could could make a trade where they get some. A, a player back or maybe two players back that helps them uh, fit their roster better um, and get some additional uh, draft help. Like, I, I think Boogie's a good enough player to where you get – I mean, you already saw, um, like, uh, uh, Cleveland do it with Kyrie. Uh, I think you could do it with Boogie as well, given the right circumstance. Jawan. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I will say just two really quick things. One, uh, I was listening to someone talk about it, and they were saying how Boston isn't as high on DeMarcus Cousins as we would like them to be. Um, right. They're more, they're more Anthony Davis. Like, they'd give the right. farm for Anthony Davis. DeMarcus right. Cousins, I don't think they're going to pull the trigger on that trade. Um, they just I don't, don't they, they don't want him. Um, they had numerous chances to get. They had numerous chances to get three high caliber players last year, and they didn't. Anthony Davis is the only guy I think they will. Um, but you know, as far as the, like you said, the Wizards, man, if the Wizards got the Marcus Cousins to 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 go up with John Wall, I tell you what, man, I'm not gonna jump the gun and say they could beat Cleveland, but. When I told you about Memphis Cleveland, Demarcus got that man. I might. Only reason I can't definitively say that is because like LeBron would only up his game. Like he just dropped forty. What he always does. I mean, even even LeBron hits a wall sometimes. Like that is true. That is true. But we're talking Eastern Conference Finals. The Wizards. I think LeBron would only raise his you know, what he'd have to do to get over that. I I do think if the Wizards do get DeMarcus Cousins, they'd make it seven games. And after those seven games, I think LeBron would be depleted and Warriors might get those guys out in four. <laughs> to be completely honest with you. To be completely yeah. honest with you. Hey, 
Yeah, no, well, I mean, it would definitely be interesting to see. And I think as far as on the other end, New Orleans, you'd have Holiday Porter and um, and Davis to kind of try to build around. And that's a that's a more balanced lineup. And then hopefully you'd have, you know, a future first-round pick at the very least from the Wizards. Um, and maybe even something else. Maybe like, I don't know, just some kind of maybe overseas prospect they have or, you know, Something, something to just kind of sweeten the deal. Um, I will say this, but Nick, you know those you should, trade deadline deals. They usually, yeah. Well, those trade deadline deals, you know, they usually only go uh, in one team's favor, and it's the team that's getting yeah. the best player. Like so, usually don't get a, a deal like Cleveland got out of Boston at the trade deadline. Um, but anyway, what I want to do now, we got about ten minutes left. Uh, I just want to kind of briefly um, mention the rest of our picks. Um, Miami at 17, uh, number 18, Memphis Grizzlies, 19, the Philadelphia 76ers, 20, the Detroit Pistons, 21, the Indiana Pacers, 22, uh, the Orlando Magic, 23, the LA Lakers, 24, the Dallas Mavericks, 25, the New York Knicks, 26, the Sacramento Kings, 27, uh, the Phoenix Suns, 28, the Brooklyn Nets, 29, the Chicago Bulls, and number 30, because of y'all motherfuckers, the Atlanta Hawks. Um, <laughs> I, I want, I want, uh, you know, we, the, those are, those are, you know, post, um, let's say post, if the playoffs work the way uh, that they've been talking about and then expanding to 16 teams, those would be the teams outside of the playoffs. Um I just right. want to – we got 10 minutes, so I just want each of y'all to pick one team um, to kind of talk about for about three minutes, whichever strikes your fancy. So Heat, Grizzlies, Sixers, Pistons, Pacers, Magic, Lakers, Mavericks, Knicks, Kings, Suns, Nets, Bulls, Hawks, Joel, uh, any of those teams that, uh, you know, you just think, um, you know, that, that, that you think are worth mentioning. No, they're all like the gutter teams uh, at this point. Um, but I mean, it's true. <laughs> like some of them might yeah, be surprises, but after that, it's just it's really kind of like uh, you might be decent bad teams. I don't know. I, I really don't. I like the Grizzlies. I don't. I don't hate the Grizzlies as much as you guys do. <laughs> like uh, yeah, I hate them. the Grizzlies. Uh, yeah, I don't hate them. I I don't I don't. I, I I always say you can't count out Mike Conley and, and Mark Gasol. They're just they're old, they're the workers, thing. man. They, they hustle. I love and don't get me wrong. I don't I, I don't hate the Grizzlies in the sense that I've like rooted against them or anything like that. I just and I like mm-hmm. Mike Conley. I like Mark Gasol. I just think they're an old decrepit team that's not going to win a lot of games this year. Yeah, they're poorly constructed. And they've been like but that I for do a while like now. David Fisdale. I like, do too. I like their I coach. Too. I really like their coach a lot. So take that for data. Like I loved it. <laughs> well, okay. So anyway, uh, Jawan, uh, out of all of those teams, did, did is there one that you like really kind of felt high on, or um, or maybe one you want to shit on, or what? You know, what have you? Any any of those teams that stood out? Um, I'm really high on the Sixers, but the team I wanted to shit on. Oh yeah, Sixers. <laughs> no. Remind you me know again how much. He's like, nah, I don't want. I don't want to talk about. 
I don't want to talk ahead. about the good, man. You know I'm you know I'm here to shit on somebody. Joa, how much did Hardaway get paid again in this off season? Uh, too much. Okay, like seventeen point you know five million dollars, I think. Do you know what Hardaway yeah, ended tonight with? He got paid, son. Eight points. Do you know Hardaway ended eight points, three for ten. What is that? Yeah. What is that? Right. You got a, you got Przingis, uh with thirty-one and twelve, and you, you three for ten. Three for ten. Five for ten. Come on, man. This is disgusting. I hate. I hate the Knicks. I love Przingis. He's gonna leave us like all all uh, ex potential great Knicks do. I hate them so much. But uh, a team that I'm. I'm I'm not going to pick as a sleeper because they're not really a sleeper. But the Sixers, man, they're going to surprise. If these guys can stay healthy, they are really going to surprise, man. Mm-hmm. I agree yeah, with that's the Sixers. Re- Sixers are going to be fun. That's, they're going to be a lot of fun to watch. That's that's for damn sure. I'm going to talk about two things, too. One I'm going to be really quick with because you guys have heard me say it at exhaustion. Um, the Pacers are my sleeper, and they're going to make the eighth seed. Um, granted, I picked the Orlando Magic to make the AC last year, and we all saw how that turned out. <laughs> but <laughs> hey, man, that's what ACs are for. So you can pick exotic teams that, that probably should be like more like the you know yeah. 13th seed <laughs> as yeah. it were for the Magic They're last like, year. <laughs> I call the Pacers the Band Aid team. It's just a team that's made up of pieces that from other teams that are just like but they, let's make I this just, work. I, that's kind of how it I feels. Think, I think they're going to fit well together, man. I think they've constructed a team that uh, is going to work well for, man, I forget the name of that coach, but I like him. Um, I wish I could remember him. He's a black dude. Yeah, what's his name? McMillan? Uh, Huh? McMillan. Nate McMillan. Yes, Nate McMillan, yes. Um, I like him. I like him a lot. Yeah. I put up 140 yesterday. The East isn't strong enough for me to disagree with that. I just disagree because I don't want you to be right because I don't want the Pacers to make it and the Knicks are, like, so trash. Um, but the East is not strong enough for me to actually argue that. They could. Yeah. They well, could. you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as high – I'm not as high on Miami, or, or and they lost to Orlando yesterday, and I'm not as high on the Sixers yeah. because, again, same thing with the Clippers. I just – I. You know, until they can prove they can stay healthy, I'm not really going to buy into it. Um, so we'll see, though. Um, I, I actually I, I kind of hope I'm wrong, though, and the Sixers get that eighth seed and the, the Pacers end up at nine. Um, or or even better yet, let's oust Detroit and the, 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 the Sixers make the seventh seed and uh, still get to have the Pacers at eight. That would be nice. Um, Detroit, man. Hmm. But – yeah, I like Detroit, man. I do. I like Avery Bradley. Um, I, I mean, I think mm-hmm. they're going to be good. I think they they might. I, well, I think decent. they'll make a, a decent <laughs> playoff run. Um, but one more thing that I want to talk about. We got about four minutes left. Um, do, do any of y'all motherfuckers want to want to like renege on your putting Atlanta at number thirty? Yeah, I might have to after what I saw from Phoenix yesterday. That was pretty sad. <laughs> or oh just God. the total disarray that Chicago's in. Fucking Bradley yeah. Portis trying to knock the fuck out of <laughs> Nikola Mirotic. Uh, yeah, true. That was pretty sad, too. I and just, well, like, and, now, at the and now Brooklyn. Like, Brooklyn doesn't have Lynn. 
Yeah, but still, I think Brooklyn that that might work to their benefit, so they could develop some of the younger guys. Um, yeah, well, and Russell. Like, yeah, exactly. So now Russell's the lead, the main lead guy. He's got to share that. That's right. his role for sure. He put up thirty like, like against the Pacers, but see, that Pacers uh, net game there was no defense played. It was like one forty to one thirty one. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that was disturbing. <laughs> but look, I'll <laughs> say this: Atlanta might be better than I expected, but you know what? They went from thirty to like twenty-eight, twenty-eight. <laughs> like that. I'd say I'd say twenty-seven, maybe even twenty-six. But yeah, <laughs> it depends. Again, it right. depends. I hey. say it depends if the Kings can stay healthy too. But you know what? You know, like what what hey. and then. And you know what? They beat Dallas, so let's put Dallas underneath them for the time being. That's what I say. <laughs> I mean, yeah, honestly, Nick, honestly, after just seeing the Knicks and Hardaway going as horrible as he did from the field, maybe we swap the Knicks and the Hawks. I don't, know. I don't think the Knicks are going to be the worst. Yeah, Jawan's like, uh, I'll pencil the Knicks in at 21. Let's just move them down to 30 now. <laughs> 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 I won't argue, man. That's that's a good for us in the long run. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's uh, the funny thing is I'm arguing about like when I would be totally fine with having the worst record in the NBA. Like <laughs> as long as we can get Luka Doncic, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be right as the mail. Um, yeah. but anyway, guys, we gotta wrap it up. We got about two minutes left. Um, I just wanted to throw a shout out. Um, to uh, just the Geek Vibe Nation family, thank you so much for uh, for supporting. Um, you know our 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 flagship uh, show, uh, Geek Vibes Live, and you know our mm-hmm. other shows as well, including this one, Full Court Press, uh, the show that Dane and Jawan do, um, as well as some other people who are involved, the Wrestling Geek Alliance. We got some other shows coming down the pipe. Uh, we can't wait to share them with you. Um, so, you know, be sure to uh, stay tuned in to get all of that content because um, we're going to be doling it out. We're going to have, you know, four or five, maybe even six shows a week um, before you know it. And uh, we're going to have shit all across the board. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Joel, thank you, my friend, as always, for joining me. Uh, just throw a shout-out out to the fans. Uh, yeah, anytime, bro. That was fun. It's always fun to be here. So. Yeah. Peace. Indeed, sir. Uh Jawan, uh man, thank you for being here. Uh as always. Uh I always love your hot takes, man. <laughs> I'm good Speaks for from the heart, not from the mind. I'm at least good for a hot take once a week, guys. That's right. Jawan, always coming with the hot takes. Joel's got that uh even kill sensibility, and then you never know what kind of trade on my ass is going to throw out. So, so <laughs> we're fun if nothing else. Um, guys, thank y'all again for joining us. Um, it's been another fun show, and uh, be sure to join us next week. We're going to break down all of our awards predictions, including MVP, Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, uh, Defensive Player Ooh, of the fun. Year, Scoring Champion all that shit and more. We're going to break it all down. We're going to give you all of our individual predictions and we're going to discuss it. It's going to be a hell of a time. So until next week, uh, we hope you have a good week. Check out some NBA games and join us on Sunday for Geek Vibes Live. 
Thank you, guys. Peace out.